Hey, we're out of news to catch up on, so we catch up with ourselves. Talk about some games we play, talk about some stuff we watch. I get to talk about a shitload of anime! You can talk about a lot of anime. That's that, that's the entire back half of the show, is ain't talking about anime again. It wasn't enough for me to do an entire episode like last time, because this season kind of sucked. But uh, I still did it for the people. Yeah, I think our anime episodes are listened pretty pretty heavily, so I'm sure someone out there is going to enjoy it. We also touch about touch on the... Uh, what is it? Uh, the, the wave that is sweeping the nation. Squid, Squid game. game. You like squids? You like uh, games? Well, we got a show for you from <laughs> South Korea. We make some pretty poor attempts at jokes um, that we should probably cut, but we won't, because why would we do that? Um, I don't but know yeah. what you're talking about. They're great. <laughs> Hope you enjoy this doozy of an episode. It seems that we are finally out of news to catch up on. Well, fucked. All the all the all the big things they wanted to talk about have have come and passed, and it was a a quiet week in every avenue of entertainment we consume for the most part. Yeah, now we're back to struggling to find topics. <laughs> yeah. You know what's nice though. Uh, I, I think I've explained on this podcast before that normally my my interests in things come in ebbs and flows where like for a while I'll be watching a lot of movies or I'll be watching a lot of anime or I'll be playing a lot of video games, but not at the same time because there's only 24 hours of the day. Um, and, and I think I finally come back around and I'm in a video game mood, which is great. That's my favorite mood to be in. And I've been playing a, a whole bunch of shit. Uh, but like, so this week was pretty much dominated by playing Halo or uh, the Outer Wilds DLC that just came out. Uh, and I do want to talk about that a little bit. But uh, something I found out just a couple days ago is there there is tomorrow releasing a remaster of the first three console Super Monkey Ball games. Oh, are you? Did you uh, ever play? Did you ever play Super Monkey Ball? For maybe like two minutes at a friend's house and then went, what Damn, the fuck is this? You're missing out, bro. Am I? Because it just looks like a cocaine-induced shit fest. I mean, does that not sound like a good time? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this uh, this game, you know, just to... <laughs> the point I'm making is this game is going to cost $30 and I'm going to buy that in a heartbeat and I'm still sitting on, on Deathloop. For $60. Oh, come on, Chris. But Monkey Ball is a classic GameCube franchise, so that's how you know, know it's good. I, I don't, I'm not sure what the third game is. I only remember Monkey Ball 1 and 2, but I'm, I'm honestly pretty stoked to play it. And, and I'm upset that the standard for Steam now seems to be games releasing at noon on their day of release instead of, like, at midnight or at 9 p.m., as I've seen some games do. So I, I want to play it tonight, but it ain't coming out until noon tomorrow. Fucking sucks. That is weird that it... It's at noon? Yeah, and the Outer Wilds DLC was the same way. Okay, yeah, that's... I don't... I'm, we, need to, we need to change that. that that's, <laughs> like, I think can't normally continue. On, on PlayStation, I think games would unlock at midnight per your local time. 
and I'm pretty sure I've had some Steam games drop as early as 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these these last two, they're they're not dropping until noon, and that's that's so weird to me. There's like absolutely no uniformity to when games are releasing. Cause yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I've had, or what was it like? Psychonauts two came out at like 8 p.m. on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday. Huh. Like it was like what the fuck. Yeah, I miss when uh, that kind of thing was at least standard to games come out on Tuesdays. I think a lot of that was probably that you had to go to a store and physically buy it. Now with almost everything just being digital, it kind of, like, when it comes out, technically doesn't really matter. But also, it's very inconvenient to be at noon on a Tuesday. Like, Yeah, it's that's why? so weird to me. Like, midnight... Re- regional midnight makes the most sense to me. Like it's Monday right now, in in five and a half hours it'll be midnight for us, and that's when I would like to play my pre-downloaded Super Monkey Ball. Is that so hard? The only thing I could think of is the as to why that might just make more sense is okay, yeah we're going to just universally have it be released around the world at this time, but we won't set it in the evening for someone. Well, it, regardless, you're going to, it's not going to matter, but you know, like in the U S at least if you released it at eight on the East coast, but it was universal. Like that's just when it released and it'd be five on the West coast. People could be like, Oh, I had to go to bed. That's not a very good argument, but you know, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm right. just. That, I'm, that. That's why I say midnight regionally. Yeah. Do they even do that anymore when it comes to game releases? Like, is it regional based on a time, or is it when it releases one spot, you can get it anywhere? I'm pretty sure when I was mainly a PlayStation gamer, and this was the duration of the PS4. I'm pretty sure those were regional midnight releases. Uh, huh. I haven't really touched a PlayStation in about a year, so I can't say if that's still the case or if that's going to be the case on the PS5. But but I, I do believe PlayStation 4 releases were region-based midnight. Interesting. Because they, they even had a countdown where you could you could preload the game and then it would give you a countdown in seconds to the time you could play the game. Yes, I do remember, I remember that from old school console shit but do they they don't do that in steam do they uh, i don't think so no if you go to the store page it will tell you in hours when it releases but that's about it huh so if i went to monkey ball right now it would tell me uh tw- 17 and a- 17 hours probably i think i think that's math yesterday it said a day and 12 hours uh... but i think that's that's the closest they do interesting that's weird yeah i yeah. don't I, w- I would love to know what some of the reasoning behind that is like if it's a if it's a developer side thing or if steam has some input on when they want them to release i would assume it's more on the developer side which still doesn't explain anything but it'd be uh, yeah that'd be something that would that begs me to want to know more yeah so so what 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 have you been up to this week? What have you been playing? All I did this weekend was play Halo Infinite. Um, <laughs> That's it? Yeah, pretty much. And then lost a lot of money in football. I'm still positive from last week's good week, but uh, this past weekend, the betting gods 
smited me down for being a cocky little shit. But yeah, Halo's great. Um, I love it. There's I I want more maps, and I'm gonna really love it. And I know that there is some out like some issue. There was you know obviously issues. It's a tech demo basically. Uh, and they know about a lot of them, and a lot of them have already been addressed in the current build. But having to play with those issues for two weekends still kind of annoying. So I'm glad that the thing is over. I have I await my feedback email because um, there's some things regard that were outside of like you know latency issues that I just think there's some balance tweaks if they haven't made they should take a look at. But yeah, mostly just Halo. Yeah, one of those weirdest things was like I, I I don't know how like what causes this, and I'm not sure how they didn't catch it since it seemed to be so widespread. But the plasma pistol not disabling vehicles seemed yeah. like kind of a glaring oversight. Yeah, I don't. And, know. And I say that as an armchair game designer. Obviously, I don't know how complicated that is, but that <laughs> well, wasn't I... like a specific instance. That was like across the board for the tech demo. Yeah, I there I had one instance where I was in a ghost and I got hit by a plasma pistol bolt and it acted like a rocket. Like I just exploded. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? It was so I, I it threw me off. I was not ready for that. That's awesome. Uh but yeah, I I, I wish I could have played more. Um and and unfortunately the last day that we played, um, we did not get very good matches. Oh, there were um, a lot of sweats out. I've said before, I, I don't really keep up with Halo Infinite News, which is not like me. Uh, I, I, I still only know as much of the game as what I've seen firsthand in this tech demo. So I, I, I'm talking out of my ass when I say I hope there is actually ELO in the final game so that I don't just get pub stomped every time. Yeah. Well, another thing I was talking to, I think Jackson about, was we also, and Gunnar had mentioned this too, of we we just need more playlists so that the sweats can go to ranked or they're not all in casual social games because when everyone playing is basically probably there, there's a lot of people that you're playing with that like Halo as much as I do but are just like way better than me um and you're only getting matched with those people and they just kick your ass every game it isn't very fun uh but once the actual game's out and there's more playlists and more casual game games to play, I think that'll take care of a lot of it. Yeah, I am curious with this release, uh, what they are going to do playlist-wise. Because, uh, you know, back in the day, talking like Halo 3, there was a lot of conversation surrounding DLC releases or extra playlists of like, how do you risk splintering the player base based on what's available to them and what they want to play? Because you want to have a healthy player count for everything so you're not stuck playing the same four people or you can find a match at all or in our modern FPS climate where you have things like ELO. I, like, online games feels like they have changed in the way people interact with them and the player base that they can count on to stick around. Like, our, our big flagship titles now is, like, the seasonal Call of Duty, Fortnite, and uh, whatever Battle Royale is the hot commodity at the time. 
Halo hasn't really been at the table, it feels like, since Reach. Halo 3. I'd say Reach was still there. All right, all right yeah. I, Tailing I, yeah, off. I could accept that. But... But, like, anything 343 has done, Halo hasn't felt like it's been at the table of popular FPS shooters multiplayer-wise. Yeah. I, I hope this gets back there, but I also don't know if that's a thing you can count on in this modern climate dominated by things like Fortnite. And, uh, you know, a juggernaut like Call of Duty has been slipping away from Halo in its absence. So, yeah, I, I, you know, right now in Halo 3, we had differences. You, you could go to just like Slayer playlist or you could go to objective playlist. And you had the big team playlist, stuff like that. In this tech demo, you just had social that was kind of everything and then big team. Obviously, they're going to have more. I'm curious if they're going to split it up into like objective and Slayer or things like that, you know? I think they'll keep a lot of the same uh, playlists that they've had throughout MCC and Halo 5. Um, although, yeah, Halo 5 had a good amount of, of different playlists. Um, I, I, I don't, I've not seen anything that would make me think that they're going to deviate from what they've done with that much in the past. And, I mean, I, I think they should cha- like model a lot of it after Master Chief Collection because where that is now is, I'd say, a lot better than what Halo 5 was. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. But that's just And I me. guess it, it is also hard to say how much of that is actually FPS games changing and how much of that is just me being almost 30 years old and not interacting with games the same way I used to. Because yeah. uh, it's not like I could recall what the population was in Halo 3 back in 2009. Uh, is it at least a hundred thousand people playing, which is like at, active at a time? That's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just have to see. And and I don't even know if Halo Six is gonna be something I want to stick with. I hope it is. But when I've been playing things like Destiny that have, I I would say objectively more content to offer in the multiplayer space than something like Halo. Uh, I just don't know if there's room in my heart for an exclusively competitive arena shooter, but I hope there is. And the tech demo was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now we, I don't know. I'm curious if we'll get another one. I, I feel like we might get another one just because we have two months till the game comes out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was also something I was thinking about actually is that halo in particular has like a pretty trusted, uh, reputation of rolling out these public tech demos that, uh, you know, essentially also act as betas and demos for people to get a feel for the game. That's just, like, something Halo's always done. Yeah. It was funny getting an amount of people who didn't turn off their mics in the beta, or in the tech demo, <laughs> uh, just bitching about stuff that, like, oh, freaking 343, I'm like, dude, you clearly haven't played a Halo game since 343 took over, and you're, why, like, why are you in here bitching about some stuff that's, like, it's a tech demo, dude. There's gonna be issues. I right. mean, granted, that didn't stop us from bitching as well, because some things are just annoying, kind of what I meant, was alluding to when I was like, yeah, I need that feedback email. Uh, but, like, when it comes to actual, like, the game running, yeah, there's gonna be some issues. Like, that's the whole point of this tech demo, is so that they can find out about them and then go fix them. But, right. you know. You're always going to have people complaining about that, even if it's not 
if it is or isn't a tech demo. So, sorry, I was taking a, a drink of water and you stopped talking. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully, I think I I think I heard a storm rolling in. So hopefully, we don't just get a weird thing on our mics of just you know thunder. But maybe it'll be cool. <laughs> Hit at the right time. Uh, you know what there is room in my heart for though, Hayden. Outwilds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for directly quoting the outline I sent you. In the Discord. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Outer Wilds DLC came out. Remind me, how much did you play of Outer Wilds? Uh, one and a half uh explosions. Okay, so basically none. Yeah. All right, so let me let me let me walk you through this. Uh, and and for those that don't know, Outer Wilds uh, itself is a game of solar exploration, uh, where you are decoding the mysteries of a long extinct civilization that came before your own species, and it's kind of like an open world game where you can fly off into space and land on other planets and shit. Uh, it came out with a DLC like two years after its main release, which I came to find out, and I I might have mentioned this on the last podcast. This DLC has actually been in development since a little bit before the game released. So it's it's been in development the entire time, which is crazy. Wow. Um and and what they did uh was they 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 added a whole new location to the game. Um and and I and I say not a planet. It's not a planet. Uh but they they did it in such a way that uh they they set it up story-wise as if it was always there and you were just kind of missing it the whole time. And it was very clever. That's cool. Um, this DLC was like as long, if not longer, than the main game itself. Wow. Which is fucking crazy when you consider the main game had like six, six and a half, seven locations that you could have gone to. And this is just one that they added. But it's so in depth. So what you come to find out light spoiler wise once you figure out how to get there is this new location is actually an alien spaceship that had been cloaking in the solar system the entire time Um, but it's not just a spaceship it's actually it's a ring world so so it's like halo but like a space station it's entirely enclosed it's not exposed to space but it's it's it is a wheel like spaceship designed as a ring world and it was it was so fucking cool to see that kind of design come to life in Outer Wilds because every planet in Outer Wilds has their own gimmick of like how they're falling apart or how they change throughout the cycle, and this one wasn't any different. Uh, but like you could look up and see the curve of the uh, the ship, and you could ride a raft down the river along the whole way. There's a dam that breaks halfway through the cycle and floods most of the ring. And uh yeah, the DLC was pretty long. I I won't I won't give away big story beats of it. Uh because it was just as touching as the main game itself and does recontextualize a lot of the things that you come to find out in the main game. And it was more than a worthy addition to this title and was simply just more of the things that I loved about the game and more of the things that make the game great, while being almost entirely separate from those established locations and concepts. 
And if you like Outer Wilds, I can't possibly recommend it enough. Also, it's scary. It was very scary, actually. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Just, they, I'm telling you, just bring that ish to Game Pass, and I'll play it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I think it was on Game Pass for a while. I wish they would just keep it there. I mean, it's on the Xbox on Game Pass. Yeah, it's just yeah, not, it's on not on PC, PC. Game Pass. Well, that's all I want to talk about because I, I, I don't want to talk about it too in depth for anyone that wants to play it. But I'm, I'm never going to stop screaming from the mountaintops that everyone should play Outer Wilds. Well, speaking of something else, you scream from the, the rooftops, mountaintops, tops about people watching. Um, your you favorite, are struggling. Your favorite anime has a clone. <laughs> yeah. See, I brought it back. Squid Game, the new hotness across the nation from the land of, I don't, what is the land, uh, how do you refer to South Korea? The land south of North Korea. Nah, it's bad. No, I don't know if I can say that. Uh, (laughs) South Korean death game show. Starcraft or K-pop. K-pop, there you go. Gaunt, gangly malnourished motherfucker sitting in an internet cafe. Okay, that's but, racist. But no, um, you... We need to move. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, so, yes, uh, Squid Game is the new hotness on Netflix. It is a South Korean death game show, and uh, it has taken the country by storm. And I have watched three episodes, so I'm a third of the way through it, uh, as of this recording. Um, it's good. I'm I'm a fan, but we both know you've watched like the first fifteen minutes, and we both noticed that, or you brought it up, and then after I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, you're right." That it, the beginning of the show is essentially just kaiji. <laughs> yeah, like almost verbatim. Yeah, like as soon as like dude goes to the horse track, makes a bunch of money, and then when the loan sharks show up, it's like, "Oh, it's just kaiji." <laughs> yeah um which like i guess i'm fine with the, 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 i mean like it's not like kaiji has a copyright claim on the death game idea it it is just frustrating that this is blowing up but kaiji doesn't really get its due well and you can correct me because i again have not seen all of kaiji but what i saw of that first arc it wasn't like they're dead, right? Or do they actually die if they lose in the, the Rock, Paper, Scissors game? Uh, that first game, no, but immediately the next game and pretty much every game after. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, yeah, that'd be the one difference if it's not, oh, you die. It's, oh, now, now you're an extra dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first one is just more dead, but everything after that first one, the stakes are much higher. Okay. But uh, it, we were talking earlier about how it is kind of interesting given the nature of this show that it has blown up as fast as it did uh yeah because like i i I think korean dramas have been getting more popular mm -hmm. which which is a weird thing to say like in america um particularly with a show like um i i don't know if this is specifically falling in that category but similarly something like kim's convenience where simu liu comes from that was like his breakout role before getting on Shang-Chi. I, I think Korean media in general is becoming more popular, but still for something to reach this level of popularity so fast is fucking weird because to my knowledge, the last time 
Netflix had a real flash in the pan like this was Tiger King, which was a wildly different piece of content than this. Yeah, before that was probably, what, Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, any of their big ongoing series, Stranger Things or BoJack Horseman. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, before Tiger King, what was the new show on Netflix that everyone was watching? Honestly, I feel like it was Stranger Things. Like, what was it? But, I mean, that was a huge gap, because that show came out in, like, 2017? That would have been yeah, like a Netflix doesn't gap. have a lot of big hits, but when they do, yeah, they, they, I mean, they always have good shows, but never ones that just completely control the zeitgeist, like what Squid Game. I every Squid Game is all over social media. It's insane. Yeah, and it happened like all at once. At least for my part, there was no build up. It was just like very suddenly everyone's talking about Squid Game. I I saw a lot of memes er, about this er, early last week. And then it hit the weekend and everyone saw the memes and then everyone watched it over the weekend. If not last week as well. Like it's crazy. Uh but yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for more uh non American media being popular. Um Yeah, than- and I, I do want to watch Squid Game. Like I didn't I didn't stop purposefully after those fifteen minutes. I really dig the aesthetic. I like that it looks like the weird kind of game show that we as Americans are used to seeing from that part of the world. That's like one of the defining things about Eastern media that people know is just like weird, really colorful game shows that then get adapted into things like Wipeout or American Ninja Warrior for our tastes. So like, yeah. I, I get why it's popular and I really do want to watch it. I, there was a, there was a lot of great, um, or a lot of great takes. I saw a good viral tweet of someone just being like, "Hey, uh, Hollywood producers, if if you're thinking you now need to go and make a Hollywood version of Squid Game, no, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> but to that point, give it a couple years, and I bet we get a offshoot version of it that won't be nearly as good. Yeah, and then similar to that, even you pointed out a tweet to me from Taika Waititi that just simply says. You don't have to watch the English dub of Squid Game. Yeah, which you don't, and you shouldn't. You should watch it in Korean and just put subtitles on. It's it. You're you're gonna be okay. You'll make it yeah. through it. It's it's not like you miss much. Granted, this is coming from someone who reads a lot of subtitles from how much anime I watch. So I am not the best proponent of it. But also, I do think, and it's the main reason why I watch subtitled anime. I just prefer the native speakers in the roles of the content that it where it was created. I think that's the right way to say that. Um, sure. And I, I I say that, and then whenever I watch any Western animated show, and it's in English, I'm like, this this kind of feels weird. <laughs> I watch so much Japanese stuff. This is odd. <laughs> dubbing live action is also inherently weirder. Than yes, dubbing anime because like you you can't really account for the natural sounds in the scene when you're over recording in a in a booth to put over someone else's lips that you also can't change to match your own. But anime is all done in a vacuum anyway, so it, it's a lot easier to morph that to actually get a good dub. But I I don't think live action dubbing is ever going to not feel weird when I watch it. Yeah. Like, that's that's a great point. 
Which, like, it works for some people. It, you know, like, s- some people are just, like, just, like, the novelty of, like, old kung fu movies where the dub is shitty and that's part of the fun. That's not what's happening here. But I'm sure that some people, like, you know, sometimes you want to turn off and just watch it in English. And, like, we can debate whether or not that has tones of racism to it or if people are just lazy. Um, but But for me, it's never not going to be weird. See, I've always also I, there was a time where I understood. I, I, you could convince me. Oh, I watch it. I have, I, I, I have to, or I prefer to watch like anime specifically dubbed because then I can like do other stuff. While I, you know, I can have it on and do something else because I don't have to be watching it. And I would argue it's anime. You're supposed to be watching the animation, and then the the voice is also helps flesh out the animation. So, but that's a whole other rabbit hole that I don't want to go down talking about this. <laughs> but it was to go off the the Taika Waititi tweet. It was I I saw this because Giga uh quote tweeted it and <laughs> just had a comment about how it's funny. It's funny to him now having the rest of the world get into the uh sub versus dub debate that has plagued the anime community for as long as it has. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. Except it, I I don't think. One, I didn't even know, like, until I brought this up, I didn't even know there was an English dub of Squid Game. I just thought it defaulted in Korean. Yeah, and I, you know, I had mentioned to you that uh, when I turned it on, it defaulted to the English dub for me. And and it is, it is kind of scary to think about uh, how much data, not only does Netflix have on you, but how much they use that data. Because I I would bet money that it probably defaults to the audio based on our viewing habits. Yeah. Only because I know for a fact that, like, even down to the thumbnail that Netflix presents to you when it's advertising a show, that changes based on what they know about your viewing habits. They will show you different thumbnails that they believe will entice you more to watch the show. So I I I would believe that mine would have defaulted to English dub because, like you said... You know, I do watch a lot of anime in English on Netflix because, A, they make good English dubs, and B, I'm doing other stuff at the same time, whereas you would watch the sub. So yeah. I, I feel like that's that's probably a, a data scraping thing, and I don't like it. Yeah, or like how uh, I think the one of the main shows is, uh, uh, I correct, I'm going to get, I'm going to say three words. I think it's Sex, Drugs, and Robots. Is that the name of it? Uh... Sex, love, and robots. Sex, I love, think? and robots. I did sex, something, and robots. I'm pretty sure that show. It's I love death and robots. I was close. Um, you know, close. Uh, I I thought I I now I heard this from someone on the internet, so I don't know if it's true. But they had thought that the 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 viewing order of that show was completely random, and that it was kind of based off. It used some of your viewing habits to determine like a different order you could see some of the episodes in. I don't know if that's actually true or not, though. That would be crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, they definitely use that shit. Uh, And it's kind of scary. But, (laughs) yeah, Squid Game, I'm looking forward to finishing it. um, Because I don't know if I've seen... Well, Hassan poo-pooed the last three episodes. He said it was uh, front-loaded, and after episode six kind of falls off. So I'm like, bet he's (laughs) got interesting taste when it comes to shows i'll be honest uh but other than that i really haven't heard anything bad about it 
Yeah, honestly, I haven't heard anything about it. I've only seen people talking about it. I I don't expect the general takeaway to be uh enjoying shows in their natural uh production. Um but I do like seeing people espouse that idea that like yeah, the show's Korean, watch it in Korean. Don't wait for an American remake. Just watch the show and enjoy the show even if it's not made by your people. There are a lot of uh localized things. Uh, like one of the characters is a North Korean defector, and there's like some dialogue about some of the other characters n- figuring that out and being like, mm, "You're from North Korea," and I'm like, "I don't understand the full breadth of that kind of stuff because I don't live there, but I can clearly get that. Yeah, that's gonna be something. That hmm. that would be a social dynamic that we can't 100 percent relate to, but at least know of. And it's kind I I. That's one of the things I appreciate about watching uh, media from other countries is you get stuff like that that you would never see in a Western version. Like, I don't even know what an equivalent of that would be. Like, oh, you're from Guantanamo Bay? Oh, shit. I can't trust you. (laughs) Like, that doesn't have nearly this. Like, one, that's ridiculous. And two, it wouldn't have nearly the same impact uh, that the the Korean version has with with, with what they do. Right. I might watch it tonight, actually. Don't get ahead of um, only, me. <laughs> yeah, only because, like, I, I had to do a lot of piano practice today because I've been slacking this week because of Halo. But I think I got that stuff down. And uh, Monkey Ball doesn't come out until noon tomorrow, so uh, what What the fuck else am I going to be doing? I might play some Fall Guys, you know, maybe. Uh, maybe. I do have to cook dinner tonight, too. But, uh, yeah. If Hex Trials is still up, I got to play some Fall Guys. You know I can't pass up a Hex Night. <laughs> That's, uh... That's a sentence he just said. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think um, that about does it for the general news. You wanted to talk about some anime. Yes. Are we doing that as a sec- separate segment, or am I just busting into it? Um, you know, all right, so we, we, can, we can run this live. If you want to do a separate segment, then we can cut here, and I can go make dinner. But if you want me here to ask questions, then we can just keep going. Uh, well, fuck it. We'll 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 switch it up a bit. We, you can hang around and see if you have any any thoughts. Okay. Off of I'm, anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and sip my water, and you you do your thing. Yeah. Welcome to the Hayden Ramble Show, baby. Buckle up because we had a very kind of disappointing, lame season of anime. Uh, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, which you know, all things being considered. Isn't the worst thing to happen? Uh, the spring and summer seasons were so stacked that, um, getting or the the winter and no. Yes, I said that right. The winter and springs the winter and spring seasons were so stacked that the summer season being, meh, uh, was nice. It's allowed me to watch some other stuff. I've started watching The Sopranos, as I think I've mentioned, and Squid Game. Um, but I'm going to kind of do what I did for the spring recap and just go through the shows, um, some comments that I had on them, uh, whether I think, and then kind of summarize it with my final recommendations, but also give recommendations as I go through. So I'll summarize everything at the end, I guess, is the proper way to say that. So I am just going off of the rankings and they are ranked by 
I think, number of people who said they have watched them off of my anime list, uh, which means we will go with the most popular down to the least popular based off of how many people watch them. Uh, so starting off, uh, we had uh, that time I got reincarnated, reincarnated as a slime, the second part of season two. Um, I think I've said multiple times I'm not the biggest fan of splitting cores, but that seems to be a growing trend amongst more popular shows is to have a second season of a total of 24 episodes, but split it into two 12 episode parts, uh, a season in between them. So like if it started in the winter, it wouldn't be on the next season and then it'd be back in the summer, that sort of. Uh, it's good. It was very good. Um, I thought the pacing was a little bit slow, but it's just as good. I mean, if you like the rest of it, watch, finish. It's good. Uh, I said that like four times now. Um, I, I really enjoy the show, so I recommend it. But uh, so if you haven't watched it at all, go for it. Um, it's a solid eight out of ten. And there's not a whole lot for else for me to say on that one just because. It's, there's nothing crazy, uh, unique, I think. It's just another, uh, isekai, but it's good. Uh, next, though, is probably my favorite show of the season because, one, uh, it was, boy, uh, when the, when the OP first played on the first episode of this, I'll be honest, I got very emotional because Kyoto Animation is back, baby, and boy, they come out fucking swinging. In the first episode of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 2. Uh, the animation in the show is beautiful. Uh, Kyoto animation is back, as I said. And I just love just about every show that they put out. Um, I It's a 9 out of 10 for me. But I just, I love these characters. I love the animation style. And it's just really great to have Kyoto animation back making anime again after the tragic arson attack that Jesus was that a, over a year ago was that in 2020 I think it Ooh, I think so yeah I think it was um but I, I mean I as funny enough as this being like my favorite show of the season I don't have a whole lot to say more because I just just go watch it like the the animation is gorgeous uh it's a little um Chris, help me with the term. Uh, well, no, it's it's pretty etchy. Never mind, I've remembered that's what it is. There's a lot of etchy scenes, but that's just what it is. It plays off of that. Um, but also, it has one of the cutest characters in anime of Kana. So there's that. Uh, watch it. Nine out of ten. Awesome. Great. Uh, the OP is also amazing. Um, the next one on our list is one that will be a growing, tr uh, a trend for this season with me, uh, shows that I could not get through. Um, this one being the detective is already dead. I watched like three. No, I didn't make it through three. I couldn't make it through the second episode. It had some of the most bland ass dialogue of a show I've seen in a long time. And somehow this is the third most popular show from last season, which blows my goddamn mind because it was so boring. The first episode was very interesting. It's like, oh, this is cool. It was like a, well, the first half of the first episode. It was a double, so it was like two episodes in one. The first half, you're like, oh, this is 
some interesting shit. Wow. And then the second half is what the rest of the show, I assume, was. And just bland as hell dialogue. I could not recommend to skip this one enough. Uh, I don't know why so many people watched this and why it was so popular. Because um, it was not very good. But, yeah. Stay away from that one. If, if you have any... If you put any value on my recommendations. <laughs> uh, next one was a... Sh- New show from Studio Bones. Uh, I think it's the the proper thing. Oh, Case Study of Vanitas. Which, being a Bones show, I thought I'd be more into. But this 212 kind of just, I found boring. Which, for some context, with The Detective is Already Dead, uh, the My Anime List score on that one is like 6.4. So, most people who watched it didn't think it was that great. Uh, anything below a 7 on My Anime List, if you don't know isn't very good uh if it's seven or above it's usually decent enough to watch uh but case study of vanitas is almost at an eight which is surprising to me because like i said it bored the crap out of me um i made it about seven episodes in and i'm just like i don't care so another one that i just kind of dropped which generally i like to stick them out stick stick it out and watch all these shows watch these shows to completion but yeah, did not do that a lot this past season. I think I was a little burnt out too, uh, from how, as I previously said, with how the the other two seasons were. Um, I think I watched this next one. I think I watched an episode of this girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh, the dude uh gets has a girlfriend, and then someone else comes to the school and admits that she loves him, and then she asks his current girlfriend if it's okay if he dates both the girls, and. She, then they move in together, and it was just like, eh, not great. I mean, that it was the the characters were drawn very cutely. Um, I'm surprised I didn't watch this one because generally I'll watch this kind of trash, but I just couldn't. It was too over the top for me, and so yeah, I kind of passed on that one. Uh, Remake your life is the next show. Uh, I have that on hold because I want to finish it, but I have not. Uh, it's kind of, if you ever wished, you could go back in time and relive uh, parts of your younger days, but with the memories and current like mindset of now. Is that the, that's not the proper way of saying that. Basically, if you could time travel your mind back into your younger body and relive shit, what would happen? And then he fuck some shit up and but it's it was it was from what i've seen is very good i want to finish that at some point but it's now in my hold graveyard so who knows but that one wasn't bad uh next we have three very similar not similar they're all isekai uh three isekai uh one of which was very good and the other two one was mid and one kind of sucked uh realist hero rebuilds the kingdom i think is the proper pr- translation uh it a very interesting premise and then it kind of got pretty boring i that one's okay i gave it i think a seven out of ten no i think i dropped that one to a six yeah i did drop that one to a six because it was just forgettable it it had a very cool premise but it never really hit the heights that it set out for um i think this next one is spirit chronicles yeah that one uh by the end of it i was ready to kill myself 
Uh, it was very just basic as shit. I gave that one a 5 out of 10. Please don't watch that one. It's not worth your time at all. But then the next one that's definitely worth uh, is Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. Uh, very funny. Um, some Konosuba vibes and just that it's a funny isekai. Uh, very good animation. Has a slapping OP song. Uh, highly recommend listening to that song and also watching that anime. Uh, very good. I, I think I gave that one an 8. I really like that one. Or no, I give it a 7, but that makes sense because I guess that makes sense. I wasn't crazy about it, but I enjoyed watching that one each week. Uh, next is one that I would like to be able to talk about more, but I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, Sunny Boy is a madhouse show. Um, I can't remember the dire- what is the director work on. The director of it has worked on some classic shit that has odd stories. Uh, he's he helped with Space Dandy. Uh, oh, what is this? What is this? Oh, Tatami Galaxy. He was involved with that. Uh, and it comes across because it's fucking weird. Um, I mean, I could the I'd read the synopsis, but it doesn't really explain it. It kind of it's based so the best way to summarize this show is a bunch of kids in their high school suddenly get transported to another world, not like an isekai. I I guess I guess you might be able to say it is, but it's not like it's just a world where it's just them and then some of them figure out that they have different sorts of powers. Um and a lot of the show is some of the kids figuring out how to use their powers, but essentially they're they're they start out trying to figure out how to get back to their world. Um and as they are living in this other world, they find out that they can go to other worlds. There's a bajillion different like other worlds. And it gets at some really, I think, deep questions about um kind of like what's the purpose of life in some instances, uh, and finding meaning in life and having to overcome personal struggles and the lack of the consequences of not being able to overcome certain struggles. Uh, that's going to be the best that I do to attempt to uh, explain this one. Cause it's, it's very hard. I think to give an accurate description of this show, but all that being said, uh, I very much enjoyed it. This show is a hundred percent, not for everybody. Um, but I would, I would recommend checking it out and seeing if it's something you might be into. It's one of the few shows we get that does not have an OP, which was kind of cool. Um, and it's, like I said, it's weird and at times doesn't really make sense. I think watching it week to week for the most part was not a positive in the viewing experience. I think binging it all like in one go is the best way to do it. And if I ever 
decide to start rewatching some shows, this will certainly be one that I want to revisit just to see if I can grasp some of the themes that they try to address a little bit better. Um, so there's there's Sunny Boy. I think I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, next, I'll try and oh god, try and keep rolling, speed some of these up. Uh, Jahi Sama won't be discouraged is like the new month's devil's a part-timer except with a lolly um it's kind of funny kind of annoying uh if you like cutely drawn characters you're into it if not it's an easy pass but i'm a little slut for that shit so i'm watching it (laughs) um but it's all right um next we have the second season of my next life as a villainess all routes lead to doom um it's okay Second season's okay. It was good. It's more the same. It's not as good as the first season, but uh, it was enjoyable. If you liked the first season, watch the second one. Um, another one that I probably should have watched, but really kind of was bored, was The Duke of Death and His Maid, another romance show. Uh, it was CG, which, from what I've seen, the CG is not awful, so it has that going for it. Um, but I didn't really get into it, so I kind of stayed away from it. Uh, the next one is Peach Boy Riverside, which, boy, was that not great. Um, I dropped that after like seven episodes because I just decided it wasn't worth my time, and I don't think it's worth yours. Uh, next, this is a show that is not done because we, we actually did not have a lot of shows that started this past season that will finish this next season i think this might be the only one um is what has the the aquatope of white sand it's a show about an aquarium and it's beautiful because it's by pa works um but it's by pa works so the story is kind of okay and as it's halfway over i don't know if the second half will be like oh shit wait no this was awesome or if it will be another PA work show where the story's okay, but goddamn, does it look beautiful. One of the best animated shows of the season by far. Um, so if you want to watch some pretty fish, check this one out. Um, now we're getting into... We're, actually, we're kind of about done. Because a lot of these near the end, I did not really watch. Hiromichi Onisan is an interesting one that I didn't... A lot of people seem to like because it almost has an 8 out of 10 on Mal, but kind of bored me. Basically, it's an adult who, a couple of adults that are on a kid's TV, that run a kid's TV show, and they're constantly being like, oh my god, my life sucks because this is my job. Um, But it got kind of boring after like the first two or three episodes, and I dropped it. Uh, Oh, here's another very interesting one. The Idaten Deities Only No Peace. So apparently this is from the same author who did uh interspecies reviewers um it is not the same type of show um i really like the op for this show and it's very pretty another mappa show uh the art style is awesome but it just kind of ended uh you know like episode 11 happened they show the title on the door on this door as it closes and it's done when the story's not finished. I don't know if I haven't looked into this more to see if it's a uh issue with where 
the manga is, or if that's just where they stopped. It was kind of weird. I would have liked to have seen it to completion, but alas, it's a now a very well-animated show with an okay story that just ends, so yeah, I don't, I don't have much more on it than that. Uh, the Dungeon of Black Company, I did not start at all, so I won't speak on that one. And now we're just going to kind of, I know um, Battle Game in 5 Seconds, I watched 5 minutes of, and the dialogue was so slow and dry, I said, nope, not for me. Um, skip that one. Uh, I'm Standing on 1 Million Lives, Season 2. Uh, I think was about as good as the first one, but it bored the crap out of me, and I dropped that one as well. Wow, I dropped a lot of stuff this season. Um, this one started late. Fina, Pirate Princess, uh, would definitely. This one's very. This one's got promise. Um, it will be. We got a couple more episodes. It's almost done, but this one's pretty good. Uh, I don't think they're gonna completely finish whatever story's being told in this, but it's an original, so. Oh, I don't think I knew that was an original. Um, this one's very worth checking out, I would say. Uh, I, I've enjoyed that one. And then a bunch of these other ones I didn't even watch or dropped real fast, so I'm not going to mention them much. But one that I do want to shout out here at the end because it is way down here at the bottom and I think uh, criminally overlooked if there was a uh, Dark Horse of the Season, it would 100% be... Kageki Shoujo. Um, it's a show about a theater school, a, a highly prestigious theater school, all girls school, because um, it's an anime, you know, of course. Uh, very good, though. I, uh, another one with a slapping OP. Um, quirky characters that I think is very entertaining. I kind of can't believe so few people have watched this show for uh, at least from what my anime list says uh it has 40 almost 45,000 people and for reference the show that sucks complete ass the detective is already dead had over 250 um i can't explain that because kakage shoujo is almost the diff the multiple difference and people who've seen it times better than what that trash show was uh but so there's the end of my rambling a little fat i i sped run it a little bit more oh wait oh wait i'm sorry i'm sorry that we had a couple of uh shows that completed that were holdovers from last season fifth season of my hero is done uh i would say this is the season where it's like okay we're about to get messy huh and also it was kind of like an interluding some of the interluding arcs as it's setting up for the final stretch uh it's still good um but it's not as like hype beast material as i think like the first two seasons are uh tokyo revengers finished up i really enjoyed this show uh this was one i would definitely recommend watching uh i know the it, it's it's kind the the anime has had a similar reaction in manga sales to what demon slayer did to its manga like this thing's like the number one selling manga right now and i think it's mostly because of how good and how much people enjoy the anime um 
To Your Eternity wrapped up. Highly recommend this one. Very good show. Uh, it didn't end up being the holy shit, this is like anime of the year. It'll still be, I think, up there, but not the, oh, this is highly in contention for uh, anime of the year that I thought it was when it first came out, um, but still very good. And then the second season of Irumakun wrapped up, and God, I just love that show. I love those characters. It's very fun. More of the same, but also very good. Um, so there's those. So if I'm giving my overall recommendations for the kind of lackluster summer 2021 anime season, um, 100% watch Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 2, and if you haven't watched Season 1, do that. Uh, Kagake Shoujo, very good. Would definitely, that one's in my recommendations. And then most of the shows that wrapped up, I would also put in recommendations. Tokyo Revengers, To Your Eternity. Um, I would, I want to say Irumakun because I just love it, but I don't know if that one's for everyone. And then would also throw in Sunny Boy as a check it out and see what you think. Um, cause like I said, that one's, that was a, at least for me, a, uh, difficult one to, uh, describe better. Um, so yeah, Chris, I don't know if you, I know you don't watch the anime booze, but any of those sound interesting to you? I think the most likely I would check out would probably be Sunny Boy. It sounds like it'd be something I could be into. Yeah. It's sadly only on Funimation, which kind of blows but we'll see how that all changes or if there will be any change to what shows crunchyroll and funimation get now that that as we've discussed previously here on healthy obsession that that has um that merger is 100 percent done so yeah overall mid-season but it's okay this fall season's starting up already and it seems to be, well, there's only like three shows out yet, um, but I think it's going to be another all right season. So we were definitely front loaded, I think, because most of the like big budget shows that we were going to get in 2020 all got pushed to the first half of 2021. Um, and now those shows have come out. So we're kind of more to what was originally scheduled the second half of 2021 and it's there's you know as most seasons are you have your two or three just wow these are really good and then a lot of just okay mid stuff and a little bit more trash thrown in but with that i think that's my wrap on the summer 2021 anime season all right well before we close out the episode I do want to go back to something real quick, and I think uh, we can end with our predictions on the Smash Bros. character reveal tomorrow. Oh, you said it's been confirmed it's third party? Uh, yeah, I looked into it. It's uh, There is a prominent Nintendo leaker who said 80% likely it's a third party character. So mm. so take, take that with a grain of salt. See, I think... 
not knowing that, I would have said, I think it's going to be another Pokemon just because we haven't gotten a Pokemon since I think Greninja is the last one they added. Uh, and that's Gen 6, and we're on Gen 8 now, and that's kind of... That's a, that's a stretch without a new Pokemon character, I think. So I would say, if it, if going off that, if they were going to do, do a new one, I've seen some stuff, people predicting that it, it could be Cinderace, which I think would make sense uh, if it's a Pokemon. I think it would be funny as shit if Master Chief is in it. I don't see that happening at all. Um. I've, for the longest time, been like, it's going to be Sora, but I don't know if the licensing on that is also possible. But those would be my three guesses. Yeah, I want to say that somebody at Nintendo, maybe Sakurai, actually did comment on why Sora couldn't be in Kingdom Hearts. And uh, part of it... Or, <laughs> yeah, I meant Smash. <laughs> Take um, him out of his own game. <laughs> and it's uh, it's because like they wouldn't want to do the character if they couldn't incorporate all the Disney-ness in with him. And that'd be uh, a whole fucking rights nightmare. That makes sense. Otherwise, Sora would be phenomenal for Smash Bros. I think Sora would actually be a great pick. Yeah. Um, I don't expect these to get in, but I would love uh, some some indie love. Like, Shovel Knight is an assist trophy. I would have liked to have seen Shovel Knight as a whole character. I would like to see Hollow Knight in there. Uh, Meat Boy, I think would be pretty cool. Rayman, I'm just throwing shit at a dartboard. Um, it's the last character. I want it to be something cool and big, and I want it to be a crazy third party. But the last Fighter Pass's last character was Fire Emblem, so... Well, what if, what if the Mad Lad finally fucking does it? And the last character is Waluigi. <laughs> Waluigi or Gino would be fucking phenomenal. I, I, I would like to believe the last character would be a four Sakurai pick, but that's just not how this kind of thing works. Give me Toad or give me Death. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is tomorrow. Um, I, I don't want to put anything off the table at this point. Like, if it was Doom Guy or Master Chief tomorrow, honestly, after Steve, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised by anything. <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah, there's just been so many predictions. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get a lot of costumes, either me costumes. We have me costumes for characters everyone's wanted. So like, I could see a Master Chief Gunner outfit, or uh. A Sora, me uh, me fighter or swordsman outfit. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. That way they can get them in there, but uh, not have them be the character. But yeah, we'll see. What well, you know? What time that is? Uh, I can check real quick. And also, while I'm thinking about it, Travis touchdown from No More Heroes, I think would also Ooh. be a phenomenal character to add. That'd be a good one. Another sword boy, baby. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I just Googled Sakurai Presents, which I don't think was the most efficient way to do this. Who, who uh, the... It'll be 10 a.m. our time. Who was the last character? I don't even remember. It was uh, Kazuya from Tekken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what we end up getting. So 10 a.m. tomorrow, and it's going to be a 40-minute presentation. Oh, so he's going to do the whole kit reveal. Yeah, yeah. He is going to go over the whole character, too. 
Because I know and they've I, done I them. hope. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, say, I know they've done them before where it just announces it, and then they'll do a separate one. But if this is the last one, then it makes sense that they're just going to do the whole thing. Yeah, I think normally the Sakurai Presents is primarily to go over the character in depth. But yeah, they're going to do both this time. And I, I will likely not be awake to watch this live, as is my curse for the last few years. Um, but I, I'm hoping that there is some kind of send-off. Because I, I think there's probably going to be another Smash Brothers game. I don't buy that this is going to be the last one. But this does seem to be the last one that Sakurai works on personally. And since this is the end of new content for Smash Ultimate, I hope there's a send-off. I hope there's some kind of message just to say, hey, thanks for playing. Because I don't know about you, but messages like that always choke me up. Well, it's going to be the hand, now that you think about it. The last <laughs> fight is going to be the hand. <laughs> That'd oh my be God. pretty sick. All right, well, that. I think uh, that's going to do it for us this week. We will talk about that Smash character for at least three minutes next week. <laughs> fair and uh and I'll, I'll play some monkey ball but until then if you like what you heard here uh tell a friend spread the podcast get us in the ears uh if you like anime uh let us know with some extra listens and i'll give hayden more of a platform to do that uh but in the meantime follow us on twitter at obsession underscore pod and we'll see you next week Bye bye